episode of Anthony Pitch. Um, finally, get to come back after a long hiatus. Um, last time I posted was back in October when I got the chance to interview uh, Arizona Cardinals pro scout Andrew Kaskin, but we haven't had a dual episode together in, in a long time. Um, remember, we, we recorded one for a free agency back last March and then a mock draft back in April, but both of us got very busy with uh, college applications and schoolwork, and I actually had some trouble with my editing software where I couldn't really uh, edit the clips uh, that I liked. So hopefully I can go back in and edit those ones. Uh, probably not the mock draft ones, but maybe what we do is we'll take the uh, audio clip that we use for free agency and we can go back and like reanalyze it. Um, but we're starting off here. Um, it's January 15th. First uh, first round of the playoffs is today. Uh, we got uh, Raiders versus Bengals at 4.30 and Patriots versus Bills at 8.15. So basically what we're just going to talk about is like some just a couple season season reactions, some playoff predictions, and then going to talk about um, some of the head coach and GM firings and like make our predictions for who we think will replace those fired head coaches and GMs. Um, last thing before we get started, uh, we're having another member, uh, join, uh, join the team, I guess, um, our good, um, he couldn't, he couldn't be on here today, but, um, he's going to join us our third guy going forward. And we're also going to try and rebrand, uh, the podcast a little bit, try and make it a new name, some cooler graphics, cooler Instagram. Um, so yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Um, a call, how you been? I'm good, man. You know, good. uh. Ready for some playoff football. Sad that the season's over and my Ravens are gone, but excited for the draft and for yep, hundred percent feel your pain. Um, I guess we'll start off with some season reactions. We don't have to go super in depth here. Just like kind of talk about like uh, how we thought things shook out. Obviously, both of our teams disappointed us, but I do think that there is some optimism for both of us in the near future. Um. I mean, you're Ravens, man. I, I got I got a hand to them at least somewhat for battling the way they did until the end. Like, go eight and nine with the amount of injuries you guys had. I think what was it like twenty seven players in IR, starting quarterback missed like a, a quarter or more of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I to even be in the playoff picture, even if they were eight and eight, to even be in the playoff picture at that point and uh, heading into week eighteen um, is impressive. So I, I do have to say that. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I I agree, but at the same time, uh, it is it is pretty disappointing. Uh, with how everything turned out, I mean, we were eight and three, end of the season, eight and nine. Yeah, first losing record we've had in a couple of years, last in the division, but you know it is what it is. Next man up. I would say, but it got it got so far down that um, there's nothing we really could do. Yeah. I just think all I'm trying to say is that there's definitely hope for optimism in the future. So I, yeah, yeah I w- for sure. You guys will be back in it. Even if you're in a tough division, it'll be um, – you guys are going to be blessed with a third-place schedule next year. So that, that'll be really helpful because you guys are way talented than a – way more talented than a third-place team. So Fourth. Fourth. You guys got fourth? Yeah, we were last because Cleveland won in week uh, week eighteen. Well, even better than honestly. Uh-huh. We we played the Giants, Falcons, a um, bunch of horrible teams. Really, really easy schedule. So that'll be good. You guys are way more talented than a lot of the teams you'll face next year. So you guys will you guys will be back. I'm very confident in that. 
Yeah. As for my football team, another incredibly disappointing season. I mean, I think I was probably a little too high on them entering the season because I was excited about what they did in the offseason, but I should have known that the instability that remained at quarterback was even if our quarterback in play improved, it has to be better than Taylor Heineke. Now, I can't bash Fitzpatrick. He only played half a game, and I do think that he would have shown some good stuff, but can never know, and that's okay. Um, I will commend Taylor Heineke a little bit. I mean, he he came in, he fought, he he had he had to step up when uh, or he stepped up when he had to, um, and he definitely showed progression as the season went on. And I think a lot of people expected a little bit too much from him. That's why he was disappointing. But um, got to hand it to him for just even doing what he did. He had some really special moments. But I do think we finally see, or I don't think I finally see. I, I think that I kind of knew from the beginning that. I don't. I don't think anything special is going to come out of it. That he is. He is a, a backup, a talented backup, but a backup. Um, hope to keep in um, keep around because I do think that he provides some good depth in case, God forbid, something were to were to help happen. And who knows? Maybe maybe next season when he when his contract runs up, maybe he'll get an opportunity to just fight for a starting job. I'm not sure. But um, still disappointing either way. I mean, we had our struggles. At the end of the year, we ended up having the toughest schedule in the league, just based on um, I think PFF made a chart of based on uh, grouping teams on an X Y axis of a uh, good offense, good defense, good offense, bad defense, bad offense, good defense, bad offense, bad defense, and we were at like the top. So um, that was a thing. We had a lot of injuries too, struggled with COVID, but at the end of the day, like you said, next man up can't make excuses that that's part of the game, and uh, yeah, at this point in season, but. Do have a solid draft pick. Do have uh, some, I think we have like the fourth most cap space to use. Reveal coming in, uh, what is it, 20 days about. So definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Um, in terms of other stuff, like we don't have to go too much. I mean, first first uh, time we had uh, 18, 18 weeks and wow, week 18 was something amazing. That was just a whole lot of amazing games and the uh, the unexpected happened. And that's, that's something that always ha- seems to happen in the NFL, but like that was especially true for week 18 with the Colts losing to the Jaguars and Steelers fans almost having a heart attack as the Raiders and Chargers almost tied, but still a really good week of football. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Week, week 18, you know, a lot of people are saying now we should go back to the, you know, the week, the 17 week schedule i actually like week 18 um because i i think it uh i like the extra game that they added where it's like the random out of conference game yeah so one of the games that we got from that was um i'm not sure about all of them but we played the rams and that was a really good game and i think it, it kind of uh because right now, I mean, the conferences hardly play each other. You know, I mean, you play you play one division, and then the playoffs you don't play them at all until the Super Bowl. So I think it's nice to have some interconference play. Um, and then with Week 18 itself this year, I mean, yeah, it was like you said, it was all over the place. That Chargers Rangers game, I I thought it was over. You know, we had we had family over. I wasn't even watching, and when I checked the score, it was, I want to say, 27 to 13, maybe, and. The, I mean, I I thought the game was over. I was I I was like, okay, um, you know, Raiders win, Vegas is in the playoffs, and then I was like, I checked and I'm like, oh, Chargers are driving. So I watched this one drive, you know, Herbert goes down, scores, 
then Raiders. I think I think we had the three and out or something. Charge get the ball back, score, and it was just that was crazy. And then I really thought I was like, "There's no way this is even going to be close to a tie." I mean, both teams' offenses were so crazy. I was assuming there would be a touchdown scored immediately in overtime, and they were just, oh my god! I mean, those field goals, like those field goals, felt very forced to me, both times, but because it, it looked like on the third down, the third downs that they had in the um before they kicked the field goals, both of those third downs just looked like they weren't even trying there because they wanted the field goal. They wanted this game to keep going. They wanted the tie. And as far as Staley's timeout at the end, um, people are saying, you know, it might not have affected anything. But I think for the most part, people do understand that it's not about if that timeout affected anything. It's about trust, and he went away from the plan. Um, you know, the whole run defense thing, that was – that was dumb. You know, at some point, you know, you don't got to be, you know, you don't, you don't got to be a hard ass all the time. Like you can, you got to understand that it's NFL football. I mean, you're playing a football game in Las Vegas for, for God's sakes. Like this isn't, this isn't like college football. Like you, you got to understand there's, I mean, money is a huge thing here and this tie would be, I mean, it would have been like unbelievable. It would, Hit headlines everywhere. Sports books would have lost a ton of money, um, and he just you know decides to call the timeout, tries to play some traditional football, and you know Basaccia, he said, "All right, you're doing that, Daniel Carlson, Mister Second Team All Pro, go out there and kick us our field goal." And I thought that was cool, man. And now we get hopefully a good game. This Raiders Bengals game should be interesting. Chargers don't make the playoffs. You know, it would have been nice to see Herbert in the playoffs, but they did lose to the Texans. Like they, they, they shouldn't have even been at this point, to be honest. Like they lost to the Texans. Uh, that loss was just embarrassing, and you know, I think I think all that chaos at the end was a perfect way to end this wild regular season. I hundred percent agree. I think uh, that probably was like close to the best football game I've ever watched. Maybe, like, I'd rank it, like, second or third best. I don't think anything will ever live up to uh, L.A. Rams, Kansas Chiefs in 2018. That was one of the best football games. I I would say the best football game I've ever watched, even if there wasn't a lot of defense. It was just so entertaining. But I I do have to hand it to um, both teams in that game. It was incredibly entertaining, the way the Chargers were able to come back. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert, I do think the consensus of NFL fans tend to overrate him. But he showed that he is a legit quarterback. Like, he's insanely talented. Like, on fourth down in the game, I think he was, like, six. Yeah. Uh, I forget how many yards, but, like, two times. Just the only fourth down they didn't convert. With, like, he, uh... he has that clutch factor. And, on the, yeah, like you said, that fourth and 20 long uh, long touchdown. And as time expires, the touchdown. So, have to hand it to him for battling. Um, I do think Staley calling the time it was a bad move, but I understand where it comes from. Uh People who are saying, oh, they should just know the game. They should just know the game when they both make it. That They're stupid. I, I don't agree with that. You, you play football to win games, and both coaches understood that. And as entertaining – or not entertaining, but like as funny as it would have been to see that happen, that's the way football is meant to be played. And I don't think the NFL would have allowed a primetime game to like just have meals or like be boring like that. So we were treated, we, we were treated to a great game. Um, I do – I definitely like think the char- – or um, Raiders uh, – are probably like one of the most resilient teams, if not the most resilient team in the NFL. I mean, your coach, your head coach resigns in April over scandals. 
you get how many players was it like three players in legal trouble? Henry Ruggs, Arnett, and then and then Nate Hobbs. Yeah, DUI. Like to overcome all those challenges and still be able to be in the playoff hunt and then eventually make the playoffs is very impressive. Credit to their interim uh, head coach Rich Pisakia on that one, and also Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr. I've been I've been praising that guy for a couple seasons now. I don't. I think people are hopefully finally able to see that that man is one of the main reasons that the Raiders have even been relevant in uh, these past couple seasons. Um, he's the driving force behind that 2016 playoff run, but then he got hurt in that second to last or last game. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in playoff action later today. I do think that people are sleeping on the Raiders in that game a little bit, um, but we'll see. Uh, and then, like you said, I do think the Chargers um, should definitely were disappointing. They should not have lost the Texans. Um, that deep, I expected more out of their defense than what they really gave us. So that's a little disappointing. We'll see if they uh, invest in that, but I still believe in them in the future. Herbert's a great quarterback. Austin Eckler's a great running back. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams to be able to retain him. You've got second team, all pro Rashawn Slater tackle in his first year in the NFL. Like people doubted him coming into the league. Saying, like, oh, he's like undersized. going to be a guard. He's one of the best tacklers in the entire league. So props to him. Um, Offensive line play really improved. Corey Lindsley signing was uh, big there, too. Um, so I, I do optimism for them in the future. But now, definitely disappointing. I would say the same for uh, the other LA, uh, LA Rams. I mean, 12-5, and five, good team, obviously. But they – and they I had – it was a five-game win streak to end the year. But they were – I believe it was like 1-7 and seven or something like that against teams above five. So that gives me – reason for concern in their playoff run i'm not gonna like say that they're like garbage they're they're certainly a good team and they had their struggles as well you know robert was getting hurt uh, and matthew stafford definitely struggled in the last five weeks but they have won nine out of their last 10 10 games against arizona who they face on monday night so could go either way especially with it being an nfc west division game those those always tend to be a treat um we shall see. We shall see. Um, Cardinals are another team who I am I, – I would consider myself to be pretty high on the Cardinals. I, I do believe that they're a talented bunch. Dealt with a lot of injuries. Definitely had that rough stretch in that like uh, third quarter of the year. And I do think um, Cliff Kingsbury is an overrated coach. Always starts out strong and never finishes strong. So I, I probably I, – I have them over the Rams, and we'll get to that later with the playoff predictions. I have them over the Rams on Monday night, but I have them losing that next game no matter what. Like, whoever they face, I just don't – I don't really believe in them uh, that much. Um, I guess, like, only other season recap that we can, like, really talk about is – because I, I don't really want to go too into detail. It's just, like, some other teams that were pre- pleasantly surprising, some of the teams that were uh, disappointing, if you had uh, any of those. Um, I mean – they're still in the playoffs, obviously, but the Bengals, obviously. But everyone's surprised by them. We can probably talk about them later um, once they get eliminated. But um, a team I was disappointed by, like, just kind of out of nowhere was was the New York Giants. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't high on them, per se, but, like, I I did think that they could make make a run at the division. I liked some I, the Galladay signing was okay. Um, I liked the Adoree Jackson signing. You know, I liked um, 
I didn't like the Kadarius Tony pick, but I loved the Aziz Ojolari pick. I thought, I mean, Andrew Thomas did improve. Will Hernandez was solid. Uh, and I thought that, you know, with all with how good their defense was looking on paper, it was like, this team has to be at least a wild card team. And, oh, my God, that those last, like, three weeks that they played was some of the worst football I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, that offense was just stagnant, like, horrifyingly bad. I, I think Mike Glennon in week 17 had negative 10 fantasy points. You've got, obviously, that QB sneak. I mean, Joe Judge just gave up on this team. I mean, they were fighting each other in the um, in the beginning of the year. And I don't know if they still have tension from that. James Bradbury was not close to where he was last year. Uh, I think Blake Martinez was injured for a while. Uh, but, I mean, still, that team has no heart whatsoever. And then another team I was disappointed by, uh, this one's not necessarily, like, this one's partial on injuries, but uh, Seattle. I like the Seahawks. Uh, I actually saw them as a Super Bowl dark horse, but I do that every year, and it never works out. Same thing with the Packers. Um, Wilson, he was injured, but even when he played, until, like, the, these last two or three games, he was very mid. The defense was horrible. Jamal Adams was, like, I love Jamal Adams, but that trade, just, that that trade just is not looking good for them anymore. Um, run defense was like one of the worst in the league. O line still was bad. Dwayne Eskridge did not get much, you know, playing time at all. I thought that was going to be a really uh, going to make their offense really electric, having Lockett, McCaff, Eskridge, and Gerald Everett. I thought that was going to be great. You know, Rashad Penny showed some flashes at the end of the season. But, you know, the Giants and Seahawks, those teams, I mean, both of them, I know the Seahawks don't have their first-round pick, but both teams would be picking in the top 10 now, which is just very disappointing, if you ask me. Yeah, I feel you. I I do think that I would consider those two teams disappointing as well. Um, like you said, Seahawks injuries, what can you do? But you made a good point in saying Russell Wilson, and it could have been like, you know, recovering from injury but those two or three games back from injury he was definitely inconsistent he did pick it up like at the at the end but ended up what was their final round five six and eleven i think it was yeah something like that yeah something like that so um oh and actually another team was jacksonville i did not think they'd be this bad yeah i feel you i feel you there i mean a lot of controversy obviously with the urban meyer firing and I remember in your whole uh, we we published that podcast. Your whole thing, you were very low on that Urban Meyer hiring, and you were completely right there. That was that was just absolutely awful. And I hope that they're able yeah. to actually conduct a real, uh, not be swayed by college success. And I think that's like another interesting topic. Like, are college coaches like bound to like bound to fail in the NFL? I wouldn't say everyone, but like it seems the majority are. And I read on Twitter someone. I, I really like it. Really like. Uh, sunk in with me like I agree with it that the whole obviously the whole platform between college football and NFL is very different but I think that a lot of these college coaches are they don't really have a lot of success in the NFL because they're used to coaching younger guys who like are supposed to be obedient to them and then they go up to the NFL level and like these are like grown men who like do this for a living 
And I don't think that they can get away with treating these people like as I wouldn't say less than them because like obviously there's a lot of mutual respect within an organization in the locker room, but like seeing them as more than just my players, seeing them as like like fellow people that you go to work with. I think that might be um, a bit of an issue. You've seen that, I mean, throughout throughout the league. I mean, Chip yeah, Kelly and- coach in college, sucked in the NFL, then went back to being a good coach in college. Like, Urban Meyer, he's definitely probably one of the worst of them, only because he's also, like, an extremely, seems, I can't say if you're extremely top person. Um, but, yeah, that, that, definitely, that definitely was disappointing, and I, I would agree with you there. I'd also agree with you on the Giants. Um, I, I didn't have them as a wild card team like you did, but I did have them around like I would say seven eight wins. I thought that they did have some serious talent on that roster, but yeah, man, they just I can't entirely blame them. Like Daniel Jones, I I think I've finally seen that Daniel Jones is not a god awful quarterback. He's definitely lower tier. I put him in like if you had to like rank like four or five tiers, I put him probably put him like the third or fourth. Um, but like, man, he, he's not working with anything there. That offensive line has been horrible for years. The Kennedy Galladay contract was terrible. Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. Kadarius Tony has, he's talented, but he has issues, I guess I could say. And yeah, man, Joe Judge, he, he disappointed me. I mean, obviously as a division rival, I want to see the Giants like fail, but like, I actually thought at, at, uh, entering this season that Joe Judge could be a solid coach. And I do think it was soon for them to fire him, but I think it was justified based on those last five weeks of just coaching, like like you mentioned, the QB sneak on third and nine, the whole uh, like clown show comments about I think that were directed towards Washington, his questionable comments about um, players calling him like wanting to play for him from other teams, like getting paid more, like upcoming free agents who want to be there, complete lies, complete BS. Um, yeah, he was certainly. I have mixed feelings on him. When he first got hired, I thought it was a bad hire. After the first season, I thought he's a solid coach, and now I'm back to thinking he's terrible. And I don't really know if it was just Giants' dysfunction, if it was just him, if it was a combination of the two. I think it was probably the last option, but who 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 can say for sure? Um, if I had to pick a team that disappointed me the most, though, it is 100% easily the Cleveland Browns. Like, man, they were disappointing. And it really, it all starts at the quarterback. I was certainly, like, never super high on Baker Mayfield, but, like, I was higher on him than I should have been. Like, he is not a very good quarterback. He's not terrible. I'd rank him, like, similar to Jared Goff, but Goff is actually performing solid in a much worse environment. Like, Baker Mayfield has one of the best offensive lines in football, the best backfield in football, solid wide receiver, and solid defense, a pretty good offensive-minded coach. And where are they? What were they? Eight and nine. They had some yeah, eight and nine. Cut Odell, which we saw was it was never Odell's fault. As like what five touchdowns in seven games in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were insanely disappointing, and I I really hope that they explore trying to get another quarterback because they they that window they had for contention is coming to a close like very quickly. I think they only have a, a year or two more. So riding with Baker is going to be a little risky. He had injury problems, so I can't, I can't blame him entirely, but it's a risk. No doubt about that. Um, another disappointing team that was that 
wasn't super disappointing, but overall definitely did not live up to expectations was the Miami Dolphins. Started out one and seven, went on that seven game winning streak, very impressive, and then ended the season. They were eight and nine or nine eight and nine. No, nine and eight. They were nine and eight. Um and credit to Brian Flores for getting them to that point. Obviously we know he was fired and we'll get into more of that later. Um but they definitely like if you look at if you take a look at their schedule, like they lost to almost every good team on their schedule and beat almost bad team on their schedule. Like, I don't know where to point the finger at. I can't, I don't think I can point it at one, one place. I think Tua Tagovailoa had a very impressive, uh, very impressive months of November and December, but that was like during that stretch of like bad competition. So who knows going forward, the ownership decided to decided to stick with him. They've, they're saying he's going to be a starter in 2022 and they fired their head coach over it, who was one of the main proponents for getting Deshaun Watson to Miami. But you still got a great wide receiver core. You still got a very good defense. And I do think that they will hire a defensive minded coach who can uh, maximize that. But uh, man, still, still disappointing. Um, like you mentioned in bright things, and we'll wrap this segment up in a bit. I Cincinnati Bengals, obviously you already, you already went into that. They were, they were just, out of nowhere. Like I had them improving to like six and 11, seven and 10, but man, they were, they were impressive and they have, they have a bright future ahead of them. Um, in terms of another team that I say impressed me, I, I would probably say the Philadelphia Eagles. They definitely uh, exceeded my expectations. Um, Nick Sirianni is a much better coach than I originally uh, panned him out to be. Um, and they're set up very nicely for the future with three first round picks this year. Um, better cap space. Jalen Hurts, he has to improve his, his consistency, but he, man, he's a talented guy. He's very talented, and they took a W with that Wentz trade. Um, they didn't beat a lot of great teams, which is why I'm skeptic, skeptical about them. Like they have to show me next year when they improve with these uh, with these offseason uh, additions, they'll make uh, that they can beat good teams because they were in like a similar boat as the Dolphins, where they played good teams and did not do well for the most part, and played bad teams and did well for the most part. So we will uh, we'll have to see about that. Uh, moving on to, or if you had any other thoughts, uh, yes, I'd sorry. No, no. You good? All right. So, uh, moving on to, uh, playoff predictions. We won't get, uh, too much into it. Um, first game today, like we said, Raiders and Bengals and then Patriots and Bills. We'll start with Raiders and Bengals. Who you got? Okay. So I think the, I think the Bengals since that. The rate, the second time they played us, you know they've been pretty hot, and I think Joe Burrow is fantastic. But I'm I'm rolling with the underdog. I took I took the Raiders plus six, but I'm also sprinkling the money line, and I do believe the Raiders will win. I think that I think Derek Carr, although so neither of these quarterbacks have played a playoff game before. And I'm um that's 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 the system I really like where it's I like I like the quarterback with the experience, the playoff experience. Um neither have that though. The reason I'm taking the Raiders here is because I think people are saying, Oh, you know, in the snow, that's where the Bengals will thrive. I actually think it's the opposite. I think Josh Jacobs is a really good downhill runner. And maybe maybe I'm saying this because I'm a Ravens fan. But I don't trust the Bengals' um, rushing attack. 
enough, you know, to to counter that. The Raiders' rushing attack last week was pretty good, and yeah, you know, you might say, oh, they're winded from last week. The Bengals didn't play last week; they could be rusty. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders took an early lead, and in the snow, the Bengals had trouble, you know, passing to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to try to try to come back from that. I think it, I think it will be a close game. And I think at the very least, the Raiders keep it close. But I'm going to – I know everyone, everyone's on the Bengals, as they should be. I mean, they're heavy favorites for a reason. But I'm rolling with Vegas, man. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I would not be the least surprised if Vegas wins. I am going with the Bengals, but I, you know, I am a little hesitant. I mean, haven't won a playoff game since 1991. And I know they've changed a lot. And they've got a, some – really good playmakers over there but who knows for sure but i i will say them because i do trust joe burrow he's thrived behind a sketch o-line all season jamar chase had the best uh rookie wide receiver season of all time um t higgins proved that he's he's a monster as well um and that defense man they had a lot of great signings in free agency and we'll get we'll get into that when we go back and uh listen to our old um free agency video about trey hendrickson hendrickson mike Chidobi Awuzie, like, man, those were three incredible, incredible signings. DJ Reader showed he's a very talented run stopper. Sam Hubbard shows he's a, he's a solid guy off the edge, too. Um, I, I just think the, the city of Cincinnati is going to be rocking today. Obviously, we have our friend Jay there, along with our friend Ben. Uh, we'll have to see some if they take some videos. But I think that they are, like, fully confident in this team winning, and they're going to pack Paul Brown Stadium and really, really energize their guys. Um and I do think that the Raiders secondary is a little bit sketch. They have like, uh, I don't know how to say his name correctly. It's Brendan Fashion, like Fashion. Is that how you say it? I'm not entirely sure who I think is, is pretty solid, solid, but like, otherwise I don't see anybody who really impresses me. Like Jonathan from is terrible in pass coverage. So they'll have to exploit that. Hayward. Oh, shit, you're totally right. How did I forget Casey Hayward? Yeah. hundred percent. There you go. Casey Hayward is very talented. So he's been that, very good. That he's been very good. So that that's true. I, I should have mentioned that. Casey Hayward, I think, will play a part in hopefully not like letting the Bengals go crazy, but I don't see them like him being like enough to fully stop it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh Bengals rushing attack will have to be very on point today. That Raiders defensive line is pretty good at controlling the line of scrimmage. Um but yeah, I will I will take the Bengals. Um I do think Joe Burrow has a has a good game and Really, it'll be it'll be on Cincy defense is where it'll come. You said that they'll have to stop the run. Um, we'll see. I think I think Max Crosby terrorizes Joe Burrow. I mean, he led the league in pressures by far. Um, they're right at Riley Reef is injured. They have their backup in. I I don't see a way where Crosby doesn't you know just come away with a lot of stuff on Burrow. Um, again, first playoff, playoff judges for Burrow. You know, he's cool, calm, and collected, but you can't avoid that. And, yeah, like I said, I know I'm taking a roll of Vegas here. Sounds good. Uh, all right, moving on to Pat's Bills. Um, definitely an interesting game, as we saw first game of the – first game that they played in the regular season, they played in very windy and cold conditions in Buffalo, and we just saw the Patriots just run run the ball down the – down buffalo's uh defense um and i think that that's going to be their formula for success today is their offensive line has been very 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 good 
with their run blocking this year. Um, they're going to have to control that aspect of the game. Um, and they'll have to control the Bills running game too, I think. Devin Singletary's been on a hot streak recently. I do trust the Pats secondary to not let uh, Stefan Diggs and uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis go too crazy. Um, but I don't know if the Patriots passing attack is going to be um, good enough because I don't think the conditions are going to be as poor as that first game. And in that second game, you saw the Bills just absolutely dominated. So um, I am taking the Bills here. I trust Josh Allen uh, to get things done. But I will say that I do think it's going to be a very close game. I'm wrong with the Bills. And exactly like you said, I think it's a close game. You know, people are comparing this to the the first time they played when, you know, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times and all that. I think Josh Allen has a play as a player since then. I think one of the more, more underrated stories this year is how much Josh Allen has improved through the second half of the season. Um, and I actually think a lot of that was from the second Patriots game. I feel like he's he's not Justin Herbert is obviously compared to like a young Josh Allen. And I think you look at the two the two ways they're playing right now. I think Justin Herbert, the way he's playing now, is how Josh Allen was playing in the beginning of the season. And he has just matured. I think, I mean, he's reading defenses better. He's taking the check downs. Singletary has been great, which is really helping him. I mean, and then he's still got that absurd arm talent, and he's just making plays. It's cold, and I know he struggles in cold weather, but I'm I'm rocking with the Bills. I do think it'll be close, though. Um, I don't think they cover the four-and-a-half spread, but... I'm I'm rocking with the Bills here. I think uh, I think Josh Allen is tremendous. I think they go. You'll see, but I I think I think the Bills will go on one healthy Super Bowl run. There you go. Uh, we'll- and I also also rookie quarterback in the playoffs, especially a guy who is more of a game manager. Well, not more of a absolutely a game manager. I, I can't trust him to go into Buffalo and lead them to win. If he does, hey, maybe I'll, I'll never bet against Bill Belichick again. But I, I can't I can't not take the Bills here. Yeah, I feel you. I think Mac Jones, that was the best place he could have he could have ended up, and he's definitely shown the yeah. guy. And Bill Belichick, obviously, is a tremendous uh, influence there. But I agree. I mean, any rookie quarterback in their first playoff game, I feel, is going to have to adjust to it. But when you're playing in Buffalo, especially with their saying it's supposed to be like somewhat bad weather conditions, that that stadium gets rocking. Yeah, Bills Mafia is going to be loud. They are going to be huge. Like, it's going to be a huge turnout. Uh, we will stick with the AFC and go with the final AFC game, and I think this is probably going to be the one huh. that have like the least amount uh, of insight on it. Uh, Chiefs Steelers. I'm taking the Chiefs by a lot. Um, it, it is impressive to see that um, the Steelers have managed their injuries well. Najee Harris just got taken off the injury report, so he will play. Juju Smith-Schuster just got activated as he had that uh, shoulder injury, I forget, back in like mid- middle of the season. It's impressive to see that he made that recovery. And he'll open up the passing game a little bit more. But point blank, I do not trust the Steelers on either side of the ball to get things done. I think T.J. Watt will obviously do his thing, Cam Hayward. Um, but otherwise... I just think that the Chiefs offense is going to light that inconsistent Steelers defense up. The Chiefs are going to control the line of scrimmage. Maybe not control Najee. He'll probably go. He'll probably have a solid day, but 
um, they tend to be good at not allowing uh, yards to catch. Deep passes they're not so great with, but um, Ben Roethlisberger can't exactly throw it deep anymore. So, yeah, give me, <laughs> give me Chiefs. Yeah, um, Chiefs are you know, 12 and a half point favorites for a reason. They're winning this game. I don't care what anyone says. They're winning this game. And not that anyone's even saying that they're going to lose. So, um, that's all I have to say about that game. You know, it'd be cool to see, I guess, Juju play with Big Ben one last time. But I don't care about Ben Roethlisberger or the Steelers. So, I hope they lose by a lot. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they can keep it within, like, you know, 10 points. But that's... Gotcha. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was saying all that stuff, you know, sarcastically about how they're the worst team, but everything he said is just complete facts. So, yeah. I no mean, way. He has the right mindset. They have to treat it like, you know what? We're here. We might as well just try our best. Might as well have some fun. That's that's the right mindset. You you have to go out and just perform your best. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, you, you are What correct. he said is honestly, like, true. But he's obviously – he was being sarcastic. But Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Uh, moving to the NFC side, I forget the exact order of games. I know Cardinals Rams. Is... First one is um, Eagles Bucks. Eagles Bucks. Um, I'm trying to think like what I can, what I can say for the Eagles side here because like I don't, I don't see much optimism for them. Uh, you're going into Tampa. You're facing playoff Tom Brady. They kept it close their first game in the regular season. The Eagles and Bucks game was close, and Tom Brady gave some credit to them. But I, I have little to no confidence in the Eagles. They, like I said, exceeded my expectations. Are a solid team of a solid future, but um, playoff Brady, Fournette just got just got taken off the injured list. He's healthy. Levante David just got taken off the injured list. He's healthy. Mike Evans is coming off his eighth straight year of a thousand yards and has scored like what five touchdowns in the past three weeks. Um. Offensive line is dominant. That defense will. The Eagles have a solid rushing attack, and they'll have to use that if they want to. If they want to have any success, but the Bucks' def- run defense is very talented. Yeah, give give me Bucks. I don't. I don't really see a way that you can justify an Eagles win. But who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm gonna roll with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no way Philly wins this game. I I like what you did there. Th- this. If, I mean, so you look at the Washington Bucks game last year. I think it goes like that. Eagles are going to keep it close, like they did in the first game. I think they cover the eight and a half point spread, but I don't think they win this game. There's no way. I mean, you look at the Jets Bucks game. Tom Brady will go down, but he's never out, and he will win the game at all costs. It, I like this could be decided from a field goal. Honestly, it could be decided from anything. So, yeah, like I said, there's no way that the Eagles I, – I don't think Jalen Hurts can go in and beat Tom Brady in the Bucks defense like that. Uh, Eagles have a tremendous rushing attack, but the Bucks have a tremendous rushing defense. And, you know, the Bucks have their injuries, but I think that will affect them later on in the playoffs. Not now. Um, yeah, this reminds me of that, you know, that Washington-Tampa game from last year where I do think the Eagles will keep it close and cover the eight-and-a-half-point spread. No way they win, though. You know, Tom Brady's going to find a way to win no matter what. So, yeah, you know, as simple as that. Bucks win, but Eagles do keep it, I'd, I'd say, within a touchdown. Gotcha. Uh, next up, we got Cowboys 49ers. Um, I do think this will be a closer game than some might expect. 
Uh, I saw a statistic the other day that was uh, in the past, like about, I think it was eight games that the six seed is, um, or the three seed is one and seven against the six seed. So that, that there's a reason for optimism there. 49ers are coming off a huge win in LA last week. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is back to being healthy. He looks pretty solid. Uh, Debo Samuel is one of the most dynamic uh, players in, in the entire NFL. Um, defense is not, I mean, had a pretty good game against the Rams. Not, not, not incredible, but they started off started off bad and then got like a lot better towards the end of the game, which I think is something that's true for their defense in um, a lot of different games this year. Um, but I, I hate to say this, I am going to go with the Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott, I don't think there's, besides maybe Joe Burrow, I don't think there's a single quarterback entering the playoffs who's played as strong as him. Except, yeah, like Joe Burrow, maybe Josh Allen too. But Prescott has been lighted up. And he's only played like eight of the past 12 quarters. But he has, I think, about six or 700 passing yards, eight touchdowns to, I think it's not no interceptions. Um, he's hot right now. Uh that wide receiver core is going to be dangerous. Uh, 49ers secondary is shaky. Um, and on their defense, Dan Quinn has been had them playing incredibly. Micah Parsons has been absolutely elite. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, as much as I think he is a little overrated, he's still a playmaker and can turn the tide very quickly. Um, it's in Dallas, Jerry World. I think it's going to be rocking. I am going with Cowboys. I'm rocking with... Um... The 49ers here. I think the Niners are quite the Super Bowl dark horse. And I think the Cowboys, their last, like, whatever games have been so fraudulent to me. They just they just beat up on the NFC East. I mean, they lost to the Cardinals, they lost to the Raiders, lost to the Broncos, lost to the Chiefs. Um, I just... I don't know. I think I think the Niners I mean they were in a Super Bowl two years ago and the team is like the core of the team is still there, you know, Garoppolo, Kittle, uh Bosa, all of them. So I think I think Debo Samuel I think I think he's if the his his whole thing, his whole career, can he stay healthy? He stayed healthy this year, and look at what's happened. I do. I think the Niners win this game. Obviously, they're three-point underdogs, but I think they win outright. And I, I think they make a run. I really do. That, that's something. I'd love to see if you see if you're right on that. I, I like that take, though. And I should have mentioned that when I said Dax entering the playoffs in a hot stretch. He did face three pretty bad teams in a row. Um, and I do think that. Cowboys showed throughout the season that they are not exactly a top dog. They're a talented team. They're a good team, but they're not a top dog. They've, like, every single one of their losses, except for, I think, like, the Broncos, was against the team above 500. So, do with that what you will. Uh, final wild card game is uh, the Cardinals and Rams on uh, Monday night. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I am rolling with the Cardinals. Um, it's a bit of an upset pick, obviously, because they're the five seed versus the four seed. Um, and the Rams are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games against the Cardinals. But at the same time, with the way Matt Stafford is playing right now and the fact that the Rams have not beaten a team over 500 and – or no, that, that, uh, not in like a certain amount of ways. I think they're like – they have one or two wins all season. Um, 
it it makes them feel very very skeptical like i think they could but i am skeptical and also being you know a prep guy i kind of have to root for uh, bidwell and caskin's team a little bit um i think kyler murray is a insanely dynamic player who even though he's facing a good defense um will be able to get it done uh that zach urch trade i think is not talked about enough he zach has been one of his favorite um favorite targets uh ever since they traded for him and he's been a very big piece of their offense um and on defense you know they are injured jj watt is uh questionable right now um i'm not sure what the status is with um who was it was it jordan hicks i'm not remembering his status so they are questionable i don't think there's a lock in this game it's going to be another close game i'll have to say um but i am rolling with the cardinals I'm also rocking with the Arizona Cardinals. I think four point four points is disrespectful. They think the Raiders they have the Raiders at four point favorites. The Raiders have no fans and the Cardinals are like one of the best away teams. So you combine those two together, it's basically I don't know why the Cardinals are bad at home, but they're not at home fans there to me that's a dream combination matt stafford has just been choking 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 recently um yeah like you said no, I'm, ro- I'm rocking with uh with mr bidwell here i think i i okay who said i think uh jay said this but he called this the fraud bowl i don't think either of these teams makes it out of the divisional round I think this whole division, out of this whole division, the Niners are going to make it the furthest for sure. Uh, but I'm rocking with the Cardinals for this game. And, you know, it's funny that we actually uh, – it's funny I mentioned J.J. Watt. I literally just got a tweet saying that he's making the trip and he's going to try and play tomorrow. So there, there you go. go. That, that's a big part of it. That, that pass rush will greatly benefit from having both him and Chandler Jones. Yeah. Um, I think that's what, that's all we'll do for right now. We'll have to, uh, come back and see what the, uh, what the update is next week when we'll make, um, some divisional round picks and stuff like that. I love Harrison here for that. Yeah. And we'll have Harrison here for that. So that, that'll be, that'll be great. Um, debating on whether or not we do this head coach stuff now, because like hires aren't going to, let's do it after. See, like, we can do I, I want to because, like, I, I made this, like, document and, like, have, like, some really good predictions and, like, info and, like, stuff's going on. But at the same time, we are, like, close to, like, enough recording time. And maybe maybe Harrison, we can uh, have some good talk about that, too. So, yeah, I, I think we can do that with Harrison. And we can do that next week because, obviously, there's – um yeah, there's less games next week. There's only going to be four games next week. Uh, so we have the only question is, are we going to have any, are we going to see any hires this week? I doubt it. Yeah, me too. I highly doubt that. All right. All right. We'll do, we'll do next week just so we can have some, uh, have some more content for that. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's a wrap for a uh, wrap for the time being. I'm definitely glad to be back. Um, yeah. Looking forward to some good fo- playoff football and uh, reflecting on this week's games next week with Harrison and, as uh, time goes on, we'll try and um, update a little bit. We'll get some, we'll do like a little rebrand of the name, a little rebrand of the logo, some cooler graphics, some cooler edits, cooler Instagram. Um, 
and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this head coaching and GM stuff that we went uh, pretty deep into. Um, until next time, uh, we'll see ya. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, see ya. Let's enjoy some football today. Sure.